Hello, my friend. You look great, man. Trying. Didn't you look great. Sleep. Go Browns. Oh, yes. Oh, it was such a good night last night. Such a good night. I, I actually had a rarity. You know, usually I work, I work every Sunday. So I don't get to watch the Browns games with my family. So last night was something special. Brady, of course. Josh is still in San Diego by my brother. Dropped by. So that was nice. It's a good time. I didn't get the invite. You were out doing something important. Hobnobbing with, you know, you were probably over Stafford's house breaking down film of the Lions. I wasn't. I actually went to a bar yesterday with a couple of my friends to watch the Dodgers. A bar? Well, it's a restaurant. We sat at the bar, though. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I can't do the big bar stuff. I can't hang around that many stupid people at once listening to them opine about sports opinions. I have enough stupid ones of my own. I have a great place for you, then. It's close. Well, it's not really that close for you. Never mind. Offline. 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 You're right. You have a lot of, like, stalkers and stuff. We can't be... I don't live behind those posh gates like you do, where they, they will, you know, take care of you upon entrance. Yeah. All right. right. Anyway, let's welcome you to the Friday playoff edition of Baseball Today. Presented by our good friends at Dugout Mugs. We will tell you how you can get your hands on one of these freebies. That's right, as Dugout Mugs is giving away $25,000 worth of free product. And that's amazing. But let's get to it. Dodgers won their seventh straight elimination game over the last two seasons. They bust out the bats against Max Fried and the Atlanta Braves. They send the series back to Atlanta. Are you confident that the Dodgers' bats have awoken uh, yeah, I mean, obviously yesterday they were awoken, you know, big, big day from the bottom of their lineup. I think from six on, they just absolutely crushed it. Pollock with four ribbies, uh, but he had two homers and, and CT had three, which was amazing. You know, they woke up for one game and, you know, that could carry over. I think the, I think the travel day is good for Atlanta. We'll talk about that in a little bit, in a little bit, but they still got to go through Ion Anderson. They still got to go through Morton. I'm I'm still confident in this Braves team. Although I'm happy the Dodgers, you know, decided to start scoring some runs. I think uh, I think it's going to make it interesting here in the last two games because we're going to have uh, who's tonight? Is it Scherzer tonight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, Scherzer and then Bueller. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a last two games of the season if it gets that far. So I'm excited to see them, you know, kind of get the bats going. Uh, now the Braves have to answer that tomorrow you know everybody wants to talk about ct3 getting a three homer game which is amazing uh jason stark the hall of famer again pointed out in his outstanding column that chris taylor had one week all year where he hit three homers let alone one game so very impressive pollock did his thing <coughs> excuse me to me i thought the biggest headliner last night was that trey turner got three hits because if he gets going he has been the missing ingredient throughout the entire playoffs He's been MIA. He's been on the side of a milk carton. He has been a non-factor. If he gets going, to me, that's the biggest part here. You know, you can talk all you want about Chris Taylor and A.J. Pollock. This team runs differently, literally and figuratively, when Trey Turner's on base. I, I agree. I, I'd argue that it's. I think at, at this point, it's almost more important for that bottom half of your lineup to be producing, or at least getting on base, so you can set up for these guys at the top of your lineup. Obviously, they have to kind of get it going. 
But if I was the Dodgers, like, I would choose to have, like, this type of game right now, have my bottom part of my lineup go and then put runners on for those guys at the top of the lineup. So, yeah, I'm excited about Trey Turner, too. Uh, Mookie, you know, he got a hit yesterday. And then also Belly, three hits yesterday. So he's kind of, like, kept it going, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, it's going to be up to Canada to answer back with their bats. Also, uh, Albert Pujols on base three times as well. I will tell you this. When the Angels – parted ways with him i was like there's no way that he could start for a contender <laughs> then when he signed with the dodgers i was like okay what does this mean you know how's he gonna help he's mashed left-handed pitching i was wrong on that is he an everyday starter absolutely not is he gonna start against ian anderson i would be shocked if he did but he's been a he's been amazingly productive there's no question about it with all that being said do i expect this to carry over no, because they had a big blowout win in game two against the Giants. What happened in game three when they got back to Dodger Stadium? They lost one nothing. So could it happen again where they score eight runs on Saturday? It could. But last night we'll have one doesn't mean the other in my world. 100%. Okay. We agree on something. Yeah. I was trying to say, you, you, you can speak so much more eloquently than I can. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Like, this doesn't mean that for the rest of the playoffs, the Dodgers are going to go gangbusters. Right. I will say this. One of the many reasons I love the playoffs is that Chris Taylor, who was the Dodgers' first half MVP and then went down the drain in August and September, limped into the wild card game, did not even start the wild card game because he was in an eight for 72 slump, ends up hitting the walk off, and since then has just pretty much been a machine. So, I love the ebbs and flows of a season. Uh, I don't know how you guys deal with it. Like, if I have a bad day, it sometimes it carries with me. It's what makes you guys you and what makes us as fans us. It's pretty remarkable. It's pretty good. I mean, you just have to forget the previous day, good or bad. That's just yeah. how you – So you, know, you teach yourself that, and that will tell you, everyone listening or watching as a fan, like, they're, they already forgot about yesterday. It's, it's on to the next day. Both teams. Yep. Freddie Freeman was asked afterward about blowing a 3-1 series lead in the NLCS a season ago. This was after last night's game. He says, we don't have a choice but talk about it until we kill the narrative. Will having the day off help or hinder Atlanta because of this? I, I think it'll help him. I think Freddie's approaching it the right way. Like, go full forward to, towards this thing. Like, like, lean into it. Like, don't let it scare you. Yeah, yeah, we we screwed up last year. We had a three-one lead and we lost it. This year we had a three-one lead. We lost the next game, but we have two games in our home park. If you were to tell the Braves and all of the Atlanta fans that if you you would have a three-one lead and you had Max, Ian, or excuse me, I am my bad, and Morton going for you, and all you had to do was win one game, you'd be stoked on that. So that's the kind of attitude they have to have. Look, we get it. It happened. It could happen again, but I trust our ball club to go out there and win one of these next two games with those two guys on the hill. So I think that Freddie's doing the right thing, talking about it. Don't let it be like, ooh, I don't want to talk about it. That creates the boogeyman, man. You don't want that. Go full force into it. Understand, you're at home. One game out of the next two you have to win to go to the World Series. I think they should be very confident still. Don't let you know this game five dictate how you feel in the next two games. Even I wouldn't even say we have we have two opportunities. I would say 
We're going to win on Saturday night. It's that simple. I, I wouldn't look at it as I heard Snitker last night say, hey, we have to win one of the next two games. No, you don't. You win Saturday, you don't have to play two games. I would look at it that way. And once again, there are two totally different perspectives happening here. There's the Atlanta fan base, which not only has to deal with the fact that the same team came back from 3-1 down a year ago, but all the other sports, right? Yeah. The 28-3 blown lead in the Super Bowl. I mean, people will never let them live that. Tom Brady still doesn't let him live it down. You know, he still mocks them on social media once or twice a year in, in his little comments that he has. Um, so there's the Atlanta fan, which I understand the trepidation. You know, I get it. But then I honestly... You have to tell me, as a ball player, if you were in that situation, would you even be thinking about it just a little bit? No, I, I don't. Because I think, you know, these are just different years. It's a completely different thing. They're, you know, we just talked about how one game doesn't roll into the next. Don't tell me 2020 rolls over into the postseason of 2021. In, in our minds as fans, as people watching the game, sure, we think about all that stuff. We think about the Falcons. I even think the Hawks have blown some stuff there for them. I get it. I get it because we always hear it and talk about it. But trust me, the players aren't really focusing on what happened in 2020 right now during the middle of the postseason. They're not. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, hey, hey, Rosie, watch that. Uh, don't, don't put that bad juju on us. Watch your mouth. No matter what I say, I don't have any, you know, not, I don't deal with the outcome here. <laughs> I don't do anything. You know, I'll I'll be the glad yeah, the guy that gladly types on the Twitter that somebody's got a no hitter in the seventh inning. I have no effect on it. Zero. It's true, it's true you don't. <laughs> Zero. I just want to let you know. Uh, the the Braves do have this going for them. No team has ever come back from three one series deficits in consecutive postseasons. That's true. See, there you go. That's the yeah. narrative. It, it has happened twice in one postseason. Kansas City Royals came back from a 3-1 ALCS deficit against the Toronto Blue Jays, then came back from a 3-1 series deficit against the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series. So it's happened in a singular postseason. That was a long time never... that. Yes, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Very I'll long still time. never forgive Carlos Correa for booting and ground ball, sending the Royals to the World Series. Yeah. That hurt, man. I mean, I love all those guys. I'm like, now I'm like, happy that they won a World Series, and I can go look at it when I go to Moustakas' house, and it's beautiful. But at the time, your division rival, like, going to the World Series, that hurt. Get it. All right, I was telling you about dugout mugs. Here we go. Our good friends at Dugout Mugs are giving away $25,000 worth of product. I'm going to repeat and scream it to the hills. They're giving away $25,000 worth of product. And we want you to get in on the sweepstakes right now. Every single order that you place at dugoutmugs.com is going to include a free knob shot. One of these bad boys. It's valued at 25 bucks, And this is going to happen for the first 1,000 people that go to dugoutmugs.com and use the word John Boy. It's the first 1,000 orders, okay? Now, the key word about using John Boy is that you are going to save 35% off the rest of your order. So you order something up, you'll get 35% off. So if you order $100 worth of product, you're going to actually only pay 65. Then you get a free $25 knob shot. That's for the first 1,000 orders. So you got to get it in now. 
Dugoutmugs.com. Use the keyword John Boy. It's better than their Black Friday sale. You take this bad boy, you swear it, you throw it down, you say, I'm the baddest MFer around. Woo! Got me? It's a whistle. So yesterday you taught us about the finger pop, which I was very pleasantly surprised that I pulled yeah. off. And now you're doing the... <laughs> okay. It's so versatile. You can do so many things with the knob shot. Go get you one. Ahoy. It <laughs> even makes for a great Halloween costume if I don't you know. want it. <laughs> you can take that bad boy around, walk around the neighborhood. Everybody's going to be like, where'd you get that cool eye? Dugout mugs. <laughs> oh, I'm the weird one. <laughs> I see. Uh, come on, Let's man. Get back to our show. Get, get locked in right here. The Astros can make their third World Series appearance in the last five years by winning game six as the Boston Red Sox come to town tonight. <laughs> the biggest key in tonight's game is? The starting pitching. We got to watch, man. We got Nate Dogg on the mound for the Red Sox. If he goes out there and does his thing, it's going to be a long night for the Astros. On the flip side, we got to watch Luis Garcia, who's starting on a bad knee or quad or something like that. I'm not yeah. even sure if he ever came out and said what it was. Uh, he lasted one inning against them last time in game two, I believe it was. So we'll see how he does, because if the Red Sox knock him out early, it's going to be uh, – Again, a long day, long night for the Astros. Uh, he's pitched a lot better at home than he has on the road, which is comforting for the Astros. And they're in the same boat as um, Atlanta. Got to win one. And I think that's how uh, you approach it. You put uh, the last game behind – or, excuse me, you just go out and forget about last game, good or bad, like I said, and go try to get to Nathan. It's going to be tough for them, but they can do it. In that, in that park, I don't care who they're playing – all-star team, the Astros find a way to win at that park. So I, I, my number one thing to watch for is the starting pitching because it's almost like so contrasted. You, you think Nate's going to go seven and, 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 and Luis, you don't even know what's going to happen. So that's kind of the key for me, what's going to happen. But except here's the, here's the bugaboo. With Ivaldi, he threw 24 pitches in that game four loss. What sort of residual or carryover effect is there going to be in his start for game six? He says it's not a big deal. With Julio Urias, and I know everybody's different, and I know that Urias had pitched a little bit more in the previous series, but Urias came out and threw one inning in Atlanta in game two, didn't go well, just like Eovaldi, came back in game four and was not sharp. So, you know, Eovaldi still might be throwing 100, but guys can lose their – sharpness you hear it all the time john smoltz talks about it on the broadcast that that's the difficult part when you're moving from the pen to the rotation and also and he did it you know he did it throughout his hall of fame career so that guy can speak to it um the other side of this is garcia his pitching line has been horrible um less than four postseason innings 10 runs seven hits six walks like what is a what's a great start for him tonight? What is Dusty? What does he have in mind for his goal? Eight innings pitched, one run, like Framber did. I mean, it's almost no, no, no. Okay, almost that's not thing. realistic. And I think I think if he gets into the fifth, they'll be very happy. I think he would take three innings. Sure. Yeah, me too. Like three good innings. Yeah. 
So I, I think he would take three innings, and then Jake Odorizzi, who had to come in and warm up in front of everybody. By the way, can we change that fucking rule? I had enough of that thing. What? Guy gets hurt. Don't make the guy warm up, do all his warm-up bullshit on the mound. Well, he doesn't. Let him do it out. Huh? I don't think he has to. He could. No, I think he has to. I don't think so. Why would he have done it on the mound then? He, was, he said, I felt naked out there. Like, they were watching all of my pitches. I felt rushed. So why I, would he have chosen to do that? I've obviously played for a long time, and I've only seen guys go do it on the, on the mound. And my thinking is they want to go and touch that mound rather than the bullpen mounds. I don't know if they have to do that. You could prove me wrong. That could actually, absolutely be a rule. I've never heard of that. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, that's – I don't think he chose to do that. Or he did choose to do that. I don't – confused what's happening well <laughs> his post-game interview it sure as heck didn't sound like he chose to do it now i gotta look oh i gotta call some pictures and find this if that's actually a rule that he has to do it on the on the real mound okay if it's not a rule i apologize if it is a rule let's change that shit because that's got it i've had enough of that so um anyway odorizzi's only pitched twice in the last 20 days so he threw 82 pitches the last time we saw him. Can he give them three really good innings, maybe only giving up two runs to that vaunted Red Sox offense? We'll see. I don't know. A lot of questions. A lot of uh, questions bouncing around. Like, yes, sir. Go ahead, caller. Another thing about Nate Dowell, our guy, you know, Josh Johnson made the point to say, you know, they brought him in in that eighth inning and, and the Astros got another look at him. Another thing I want to talk about, that that could come into play, but – the Yankees had something. This is 100% for sure. The Yankees had something on Eovaldi. Like we heard from a very, very good source. The Yankees had something on Eovaldi, and it was something that only the batters could see because Jimmy and I went through all video that we had at our disposal, couldn't find anything. So we know Houston can – I mean, all ball clubs look for stuff like this. Houston can do it as well. Can after facing him this many times now, I think it's it, they've watched him twice. Can they find what the Yankees found? I'm curious to see. And the way, as a viewer, you can tell, watch what they're doing to his off speed pitches, watch how they're taking it, and watch if they're swinging at it at all. If they start just taking his off speed pitches, you know something's up. Okay, interesting, very interesting. All right, uh, finish the sentence. The Red Sox will force a seventh game if. I think they score like six runs. Oh, did you yeah. read off my paper? No. I think that's what it's going to take tonight. Because I don't, unless the Astros find that tell, I think Nate Dogg is going to go out there and have a good game. Uh, maybe they get to the bullpen a little bit. Maybe they don't. But I think six runs is going to be the number here that gets the game won. So Red Sox bats just have to kind of come out and play. And then I think they force a game seven. Well, uh, it, to me, it's six runs because it's more than just, I think that the, they actually will win according to what they've done in the playoffs. If they score at least six runs, they are six and zero. Oh. If they don't, they're zero oh and four. I just looked at the simple math. Love that. It doesn't mean it's totally an if then, but I will go with the, with what has transpired here so far in the postseason. Six is their magic number. They win. If they don't get to six, they don't win. So keep that in mind. I, I think 
again, maybe I'd have to look up all the stats here, but it seems to me like the team that homers more wins the game. So yeah, keep those in the ballpark as much as you can because they do tend to put runners on base at an alarming clip at home, and all it takes is a pop-up to left field, and you got a three-run Jimmy Jack. Keep, keep uh, the Astros in the ballpark. I think that's also going to help your chances. Yeah, I think teams are something like 15-1 and one in the playoffs or 16-1, crazy numbers when yeah. they out-homer the other team. All right, last thing we saw on social media, uh, Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals got out on the ice with the caps and started taking some faux slap shots. And the first one, it was a big whiff. And the second one was not only a big whiff, but a big tumble. Did you laugh like, ha, that was so funny? Or were you like, holy shit, what are you doing on like, the ice? <laughs> the latter. You know, like, I get it. You want to live your life and do all these things. And he has the right to do that if he wants to. <clears throat> but, boy, you're looking at the, like, ACL and the MCL, and you're like, just just stay intact for me on that ice, please. Because he's – come on, man. You're like, you're, like, the second best player in the game right now. Like, we need you in baseball, and especially in Washington, they need you. They need something to cheer for in Washington after getting rid of Turner and everybody else. So I was cringing at that. It's scary. I don't want one of our young guys going out and doing something stupid, and then all of a sudden, oh, Juan Soto's out, won't be ready for the start of spring training. Don't need that in our lives right now. We love you, Juan. We love you. In addition to watching him play, loving watching him play, that is a $500 million body we are talking about. <laughs> and a, dude, go sign that contract first, and then you can take as many slap shots as you want. Please. Like, when he fell, look at the video. His shoulder, like, he fell right on here. Baker Mayfield popped his shoulder out of joint when he fell like that on the ground. He freaking fell out of ice. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, just all you have to do is look at like what happened to Belly after he popped his shoulder out. Like he's yeah, yeah the change of swing. Fernando Tatis just playing ball baseball had to change his swing. Juan, like let's just chill out a little bit, bro. Like come over here, we'll play video games and we'll just right. talk about how awesome you are and you can teach my son how to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean enough, please. What do you have coming up on John Boy? I'm doing TB, talking baseball right now with the guys. We'll review the game, although there's not much to talk about from yesterday. Braves got their butt kicked. Um, and then we'll preview the game tonight, which will be fun. Uh, I believe Zach Short's in the building, so I don't know if he's going to join us as well. Uh, do, excuse me, Tigers, shortstop. That's it, man. What do you got? Uh, the latest Rose Rotation with Chris Bassett is out for public consumption. Really enjoyed the conversation. Took us to a lot of interesting places. Uh, huge Browns fan. So that was kind of, that was fun for me. That was fun for me. The story that is out already is the one with Miguel Cabrera, where they had an at-bat against one another in 2019, where Miggy ends up like sticking his tongue out at him. And, you know, Bassett was trying to like pull a fast one on Cabrera and Cabrera's like, dude, what do you think? I just got here and starts <laughs> laughing at him. He called Bassett called it his favorite at-bat. It's a great story. He does tell us about, uh, obviously, the line drive to the face and why it wasn't as big a deal as everybody made it out to be, which I found fascinating. I could not believe that. Um, he talked about a story from earlier in the year. I don't know if you remember. He threw a complete game shutout against the Angels and then had, like, a big breakdown. Like, he, he was really teary in the Zoom afterward, and we kind of went through that as to, 
to kind of why he was at that point in his life. And just a lot of good, fun stories, you know. Um, he's really, he's a good storyteller. I was pleasantly surprised. Love that. He's turning, he's turned into a great pitcher too, which is cool. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are back at it on Saturday. You have to coach games. What do you got? Oh yeah, dude. I have an eight o'clock baseball game tomorrow, followed by a soccer game. So yeah, we might have to have Ashton here. Okay. Well, we'll, we will have somebody here. Definitely. I will, I will not be flying solo. Yeah. Sunday I'll be ready. Saturday's Ash day. Ash okay. Saturday. Ash Saturday. Very nice. Very nice. Enjoy game six of the ALCS tonight. Go root on whatever. Oh, by the way, we got to pick a winner. Let's go. Tonight. It's hard to go against the Red Sox tonight. It really is. And people say I have the power to curse teams, and I kind of want the Astros to win tonight. Oh. So go Red Sox. I root for more baseball. Go Red Sox. Oh, my gosh. That's just for sure. <laughs> I know exactly. Go go run. Punch in your bets right now, folks. Take I, the Astros. I got Xander Bogarts going, like, on the train tracks tonight. Ooh. Yeah. That's a shot. Yeah. Serious shot. All right, everybody have an amazing day. Enjoy your baseball. Enjoy game six. We'll see you here tomorrow. Maybe Trev will join us from the field as he's giving the old hit and run to the kids. <laughs> Just growing the game of baseball. It's what I do. I know you do. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Love you.